Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moretzi. Shout out to our AM radio affiliates. We throw it down on Sirius XM Channel 204 Sports Grid Radio Networks. March Madness continues, and we've got numbers. We're breaking it down. Gonzaga improved to 28 and 0. Timmy gets it done. Suggs gets it done. Few close to uh, glory and greatness as uh, they look to run the table, and uh, they're getting close. A 32 and 0 would be pretty damn impressive, and they once again win another game by double digits. Uh, Gonzaga have now won 25 consecutive basketball games by double digits. Gonzaga, surprisingly enough, are only laying 13 and a half points to Creighton. Really? Really? Like, did you watch them play? Like, have you, like, have people watched this team play? I'm not, like, the biggest guy to want to lay points, but I laid points in the first half with Gonzaga today. I laid the points in a game with Gonzaga today, and I don't understand this number. You're laying less than two touchdowns with Gonzaga against Creighton? Creighton don't have the firepower to hang with Gonzaga for 40 minutes. not happening. So uh, Gonzaga laying 13 and a half. The number's got to only go up. It opened at 13. It's crept up. Michigan are laying three. I think that number is too short right now. A lot of short prices on the board. So uh, Gonzaga... And Creighton will be Sunday afternoon at 2 Eastern. Florida State and Michigan, 5 o'clock Eastern on Sunday. UCLA repping the Pac-12, four teams in the Sweet 16, getting five and a half points against Alabama, 7.15 Eastern time, Sunday night. And then the Ducks and the Trojans, a Pac-12 throwdown and showdown. The winner advances to the Elite Eight. Uh, the Trojans are one-point favorites in this game. And uh, tip-off is 9.45 Eastern time on Sunday night. And, of course, we got the Beavers of Loyola, Chicago, Saturday afternoon, 2.40 Eastern. Villanova and Baylor, 5.15 Eastern on Saturday. Oral Roberts in Arkansas at 7.25 Eastern. And the Cues and the Houston Cougars throw it down. 9.55 9.55 on Saturday night. And it's pretty crazy stuff, guys. Like, they're doing so. The, the Sweet 16 is on Saturday and Sunday. And then we're playing Monday and Tuesday. Like, there's no pause. Then we're playing Monday and Tuesday again. And then there'll be a break until the weekend, and they'll have the Final Four. The Late Night Anger Management Class. George Kirk's on the radar. Bring it. Come on. Admit it. You do your own play-by-play in your head when you play horse. Don't you? <laughs> you do you, bro. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh... <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Football, the goal line. Baseball, home plate. Basketball, the net. Sports talk, 
listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Welcome to the 117th dust-up between the snort and swine of Springfield A&M and the Springfield University Nittany Tide. Oh, doctor, break up the hickory switch. The late night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Sirius XM Channel 204. Shout out to our AM radio affiliates, the Mightier 1090 in San Diego, California. We talked some San Diego State Aztec basketball with Paul Bovey. Uh, Paul uh, likes the under of the Syracuse and uh, Aztec game. Let's bring in George Kurtz right now. Talk some NFL football, a little NHL hockey, as well as NFL free agency has begun. The Patriots went out and spent a ton of money. A bunch of quarterbacks have just been signed in the last couple of hours. Mike Dettelier will join us later. Jameis Winston going back to New Orleans. They've got a combo of Hill and Winston now. Ryan Fitzpatrick, if you're just joining us. Ryan Fitzpatrick has signed a one-year deal reportedly in the $10 million range uh, to be the quarterback, starting quarterback of the Washington football team. What's going on, Kurtz? Good morning, Gabe. How you doing here? Yeah, it's been an exciting day, right? Patriots sign everybody. Uh, we haven't seen the wide receivers go yet other than Corey Davis to the Jets. I'm very curious to where Galladay ends up. Yeah, that's a good uh, point. And we'll let's start off with the New York Jets, even though uh, let's talk about a former Jet quarterback. Although Ryan Fitzpatrick's on a mission to play for every team, isn't he? He's starting to rack it up, bro. He's starting to rack it up. Like, it's got to be close to a record. Like, I don't know. McCowan played for a lot of teams, I know. But come on. I'm going to look it up now. How many damn teams has Fitzpatrick been on? But uh, nevertheless, what do you think of the signing Fitzpatrick with Washington? One year, $10 million. Well, I think you and I talked about this all maybe last week on the show before. He gives them uh, probably more, uh, saying he's safer is not, but he gives them a quarterback, right? I like him more than Heineke. Uh, I think he can win with that defense. My only worry is this. I think that defense is very good. One of the best, if not the best in the NFL, especially that front line. Do you want a quarterback like Fitzpatrick who's been known to make some mistakes at times, throw a lot of interceptions? That's what you don't want. I think you want one of a, more of a game manager. I know they're worried about Alex Smith and the, uh, the leg, but I think you, if I had trusted someone like Alex Smith and Fitzpatrick, I would probably want Smith. He's not going to make the mistakes that Fitzpatrick might make. Fitzpatrick could have bigger games. You know, he can get the ball to the secondary where he'll take more chances, but I'm not so sure I want that with that defensive line. I want to win with my defense more than my offense. But that being said, I like it more than what they currently had. Hey, well, listen, you'll find very few people who have taken more pot shots of Ryan Fitzpatrick over the years um, for, for the interceptions and the mistakes being a Buffalo Bill fan. But, you know, I find it interesting. People always talk about Jameis Winston and the mistakes that he makes. What about Ryan Fitzpatrick? But how would you notice, though, George? At least my perception is, I don't know if you agree, but it seems like Fitzpatrick, he was a little bit more responsible with Miami. Yet, with Fitzpatrick, you're going to get, like, two really good games, a bad game, two good games, a bad game. But he did make some plays for the Dolphins. I mean, come on, man. When his neck was getting twisted and he made the blind, the no-look pass, like, 40 yards down the field on that Saturday night against the Raiders, I think it was Christmas, that was the best play of his career. <laughs> that was the play of the year. That was the play of the year last year in the NFL. I mean, have you yeah, ever seen see. something like that? You he couldn't see. He just like threw it up. Yeah. 
Right. That's amazing. It's that. That's amazing that he got the ball. They almost a perfect pass that the defense couldn't knock it down. Uh, it won the game I, for them. They kicked the field goal after. Did. And it I tweeted at the time. I said, "Oh boy." Amazing. I said, "Oh boy." Fitz just bought himself another year in the NFL after that. <laughs> you know? Michigan fan, and the Michigan Wolverines did win uh, this evening. Except my patience. I have the patience level of Christian Bale on the set of Batman. And, you know, we all know how that ended. It was a great movie. It, it, was, it was a great movie, but um, we, know, we know how that ended. So um, I don't know if we're going to be able to get George Kurtz on. I guess, you know, my, your guess is as good as mine over the next uh, couple of moments. But as we were saying, the Sweet 16 has been set. And we've got numbers for the games. And I see some spots that I want to pull the trigger on that I actually don't really get the lines in here. Yeah, I think that, you know I think these numbers are going to move. Um, I was wrong about Gonzaga. Gonzaga were 14 and a half last night. It actually went down to 14. It was still eight and a half the first half that we played. Loyola, Chicago, and the Beavers. I don't think this number is really going to move too much. You know, I think, look, FanDuel have it at six and a half. I think it's sort of settled in at six and a half right now. Loyola Chicago aren't the style of team that really are going to blow teams out, considering they play low-scoring games uh, like they do. And the Beavers are smoking hot right now. But I agree with Paul Bovey, who joined us earlier, that it's a bad matchup for the Beavers. As hot as the, you know, I tell you what, if there's a team that wants to keep playing right now, it would be the Beavers, right? They didn't have a good year. They've caught fire over the last two weekends. Can they keep it going into a third weekend, right? They did it last weekend in Vegas. They did it this weekend in Indianapolis. Can they do it again in Indianapolis? I don't know. Loyola Chicago are the real deal. So that number is kind of accurate. I can see the wheels falling off for the Beavers here. The Ramblers are just that good of a basketball team. Similar situation here with Baylor. Like, listen, man, we've watched pretty much every minute of every game, with the exception of I've probably fallen asleep through a few of them. All right, uh, we probably, you know, we probably fallen asleep through a few of them at some point in time. So, Baylor, the Baylor Bears, the Baylor Bears. These guys, if there's any team, and I'm a Michigan fan, and if Michigan get past Florida State and then they get past Alabama. Then they'll get Gonzaga, right? And I think Michigan can do all that. And I think Michigan can hang with Gonzaga. But even as a Michigan fan, I think Baylor are the one team that is the most suited to beat Gonzaga. And I'm not saying they will, but I'm saying they're the the one team that is the most suited to do it. And they're that good. You know what I mean? Like when Baylor start running and Baylor start doing their thing, the thing with Baylor is they all have a green light, right? So they'll all shoot, and they shoot fast in the shot clock, so you don't really get a chance to set up. Baylor are a dangerous team. I think this is where not having Gillespie and just the style of play is going to be a problem, I think, for Villanova. I'm not saying Villanova are going to get smoked by 28, but I don't think they're going to be able to cover the 6.5. I, I don't think they're going to be able to cover that number. I think Baylor get it done. Oral Roberts in Arkansas. This is where I like the underdog. And you guys know, man, I've been pimping the hogs. I talked about the hogs. You know, people sort of raised their eyebrows, I think, in the past about, oh, the, you know, really? Arkansas? You're going to take Arkansas? And I said, Arkansas are 50 to 1. 
for those of you that pay attention uh, to the program, um, if you recall, I said Alabama are 16 to 1 and or 18 to 1 and Arkansas are 50 to 1. I said Alabama and Arkansas are the same damn team. They do the same thing. They're from the same conference. They have the same record. Right? And here we are right now in the Sweet 16. They're both here. Right? So the only thing is that big value with Arkansas really isn't massive value only because Arkansas really aren't going to win the national championship. And they're going to have their hands full with Oral Roberts. One thing I'll say about this is, listen, Musselman's a great coach. Musselman is a great coach. And um, he's going to have time now to look at Oral Roberts and to really break down what they've done. He can look what they did against Ohio State. He can look at what they did against Florida. He can dig in a little bit deeper into their conference tape as well. And it just gives, gives you know. Yet the thing is, you know, Mike White's a good coach too in Florida, right? And he had time to, uh, to adjust. He had time to break down tape. All right, I guess we're sort of getting things back on track. We'll see what's up with George Kurtz and if uh, Justin in Kansas is still there. It's chaos behind the scenes. March Madness, bring it. Remember that state championship game you played in high school? Yeah. We, we can't get over it either. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh... <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Don't think of us as just sports talk. Think of us as a full immersion crash course in sports news you can use. You listen, you learn. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. The late night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. Rick Saratella is going to join us in level three. We're going to talk about that league, the NFL. We've been so dialed in college basketball. Thank God there's a couple of more college basketball games tomorrow. Uh, CBI, but I don't care. We, we went 1-0 in the CBI uh, tonight. Um, all right, so uh, we're going over the college basketball numbers. We'll get back to it. I like these games. I look forward. I wish we, I wish they were tomorrow. I, you know, I'd be ready to fight. But you know what? I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. When you're hot... And you have a good day, and we've had a couple of good days in a row. The tournament was good to us three days in a row here. When you're hot, you know what? You want to make decisions. You know what I mean? Like I've said this before. Like if you have a good day betting the NHL or the NBA or college basketball in the regular season, at the end of the night, when you look at the overnight numbers, put bets in. 
you're hot. You're red hot. You're you're thinking clearly, and you're like, you know what? Boom! Like just imagine the game. Like when I'm hot, I just imagine like now. I'm thinking, oh yeah, I'm hot right now. And man, the game's coming up right now. Who am I taking? I'm taking Gonzaga minus 13 and a half. Boom! Right. So you you get the bets in when you're hot and you're feeling it. But if you had a really bad night. Right, and you're looking at the overnight. You're, sometimes you're like, oh, I don't know, man. You just want to put it out of your head. So let's bring in a man that doesn't care about March Madness. He's not one of the 14 million Americans that has a bracket filled out at uh, ESPN, but he knows what I'm talking about about uh, having hot and cold nights betting in the NHL and Major League Baseball and the NFL. <laughs> George Kurtz joins us. What's going on, Kurtz? How you doing? Well, it's been an interesting night, right? Uh, especially signing on to this show. It always is. I never know what's going to happen here. It's always uh, always fun. And I find out earlier tonight that uh, I'm, I'll actually be eligible for the COVID vaccine tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Yay me. Oh, what, what, how, why are you suddenly eligible? What, for your age group? Is that the way that it goes? Yes. Yes, yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to be going. You know, hitting the refresh button on the on the computer all day long. I'll, I'll check it once per day until I get it. I already had COVID. I actually had it uh, on New Year's Day. Happy New Year to me. So I should be good for a few more months anyway. But uh, eventually, <laughs> I will get it. <laughs> Do you have a passport? I do a passport. Yes, yes. I. Uh, I've, I've, I've even used it a couple of times, Gabe. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say because it's it. A lot of people are like, "Oh, I'm not getting the vaccination. I don't, I don't need that. I don't, I don't, I don't no reason to get." It's like, well, if you ever want to travel, that's the whole thing, right? If you know you don't need the vaccination, if you don't want to travel, you don't want to go anywhere. But if you want to go somewhere, it's kind of got to be the deal. Yeah, I haven't been offered the vaccination yet. Still, <laughs> I still haven't been offered it uh, anywhere yet. I'm not. You know, I think my age group must be coming up eventually here, Kurtz. At some point in time, I'm not overly eager to do it. I'm not like, oh, great. Yeah, I can't wait. Like, you know, like you said, dude, I was in the middle of, you know, I think I had COVID before it was kind of like labeled. Like I was viciously sick, bro, for three weeks. I'm never sick that long. And it was basically the end of February into March. And um, I wasn't the only one. Corey Parson, we went to an XFL game, George. <laughs> uh, like the end of February, it was cold out. It was all, I was already sick and stuff, and it, it just led into everything. So the way I see it, I've already survived this thing, like the midst of it, right? In the middle of New York in a pandemic, I was in the Port Authority every day, for God's sake. So if I could survive that, I'm not really in a hurry to inject myself with this stuff, Kurtz. But at the same point in time, <laughs> I'd like to travel once again and, uh, and you know, see the world once again. So eventually, I guess I'll have to do like Courtney Love and shove a needle in my arm. Yeah, I don't like needles, so I'm not, this is why I'm not all that thrilled about getting it. But uh, I don't know how much traveling ah. my family would, would be doing anyway, but I want to go to a game. And I think they're going to require proof that you got it. That's a good you know, point. That's that a good card. point, too. Right. So yeah, that's a good point. If you want to go to a game, they're going to require proof. So uh, that's what, plus my wife is a nurse. She's going to make me get it anyway. She's already been vaccinated a couple of months ago. Uh, plus, you know, my mom, if I want to go visit my family, my mom's older, obviously. You and I are in the same age group. So, uh, you know, no, really no options there. I don't, I'm not worried about the vaccine itself. I just don't like getting needles. So I'd probably prefer, what is it, the Johnson & Johnson with just one needle and I don't have to go back in a month. I'd probably much prefer that. Yeah, me too. 
not because that, just because I don't want to, you know, I'd rather not dance with the devil twice. I'd rather just get it once. Uh, but true. Yeah, but without being stated, George, whatever. It's, it's a needle. Who cares? It's not like they stick it in your vein or anything like that. Whatever, dude. You look the other way, they jab you in the arm for a minute. You won't even feel it. You're going to be like, oh, and then and they're going to be like, oh, you're done. Yeah. And then, and then you'll probably be dizzy for a few minutes after. And then uh, that, that'll that be that. All right, uh, George. So we've been in college basketball mode, um, like deep in college basketball mode. Although I did play one NHL game tonight only. I played one hockey game and I won. I had the under in the uh, Winnipeg and Vancouver game. So we cashed that. And I was saying earlier, I don't know, we had a technical difficulty. We had a technical issue, but good job, uh, guys, Matthias, figuring it out. Uh, not their fault. System broke down. It is what it is. But um, the NBA is going on, but it's trade deadline week in the NBA. Thursday, George. And half the league is, like, rumored to be traded. These guys might have, it's like baseball. Half these guys have their bags packed. They want to get traded. They're working the phones with their agents. They're trying to get on contenders and all that type of stuff. It's a tough week to bet NBA. So I'm going to focus in more on the NHL this week. What do you think of the overnight card? Yeah, the NHL was, was good to me tonight. Uh, I, I don't know who for our network. I don't think it's you. I don't think it's Cam. I think it's one of the, uh, the Vegas guys who's been pointing out that unders are coming in at almost a... 70% uh, ratio of late. Uh, so I had a whole bunch of unders tonight, and they all came in. Uh, actually, if Ottawa uh, wouldn't have woken up tonight, and maybe San Jose, too, I'd had a great night. So uh, a lot of unders tonight. As far as tomorrow, I have some bets tomorrow. I don't love tomorrow's card as much. All right? Uh, listen, you, you have to bet against the Devils, don't you? You bet against the Devils. You bet against the Sabres. I, I don't have a choice here. All right? They, uh, both teams are terrible. They're not playing well. Flyers scare the crap out of me, too. Carter Hart's going to be a net tomorrow for Philadelphia. He hasn't played well. But they got to beat the Devils. They, they can't lose again. Or else they, they're not going to have a shot making the playoffs. So I'm going to have money on the Flyers tomorrow. Another game I like is Tampa Bay over Dallas. I mean, Dallas, listen, they just lost to Nashville. They just lost to Detroit. I don't see them beating Tampa Bay tomorrow. I mean, they should play better than they actually are. They have good players, but they're not playing well. So I'll have uh, money on Tampa. Small play on Florida over Chicago. Chicago's already complaining that they they don't have the goaltending they want here. The goaltending, Lankanen, Subban, who's ever going to be in net tomorrow, is not playing well. And you mentioned hot teams. You know, we, we like to bet when we're hot. How about betting on the hot team? Colorado's kicking the crap out of everybody. All right, right now, the average, like, well, they've won seven straight, and they're blowing people out. And they are just blowing people out. They're, my only worry about the game tomorrow against Arizona is it's back-to-back. Maybe Grubauer's not in net. You know, are they going to go with Miska? Are they going to go with Johansson? That might scare me a little bit, but I like Colorado over Arizona a bunch tomorrow. Well, George, you basically, uh, it's a lot. You like every favorite, you're saying. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. They're playing big you like every favorite. The, the Flyers are a favorite. Florida are big favorites. Uh, the only game you left out, Detroit and Nashville, but Tampa are big favorites. Colorado are, are big favorites. And what's up with the Islanders and the Bruins postponed? That's postponed, yeah. They won't play. Uh, the NHL thinks or assumes they're coming back on Thursday. And when that game comes back, the Islanders have beaten the Bruins every game this season. Uh, I'll definitely have the under. Those teams, two teams always play low-scoring games. I don't know if I'm going to go back to the well, but the Islanders beating them again. The Islanders have not looked good. They won tonight, but they did not look good. Soroka just played great. And also with Boston, you want to make sure that past the next back, they have, I think, five players on COVID right now, including Pasta. He's the main one that I want to see get back. I think Krejci and DeBrusco are also on uh, COVID as well. If none of those three comes, come back, well, then I will bet on the Islanders. Well, you know what? 
You saw that the Edmonton uh, Edmonton Montreal game was canceled this evening as well, uh, guys. And COVID is starting to, you know, COVID is sort of caused some issues in the NHL this year for for certain teams. Florida didn't play a lot of games early. Dallas were behind um, coming out of the gate. But the Canadian bubble had been COVID free. Uh, I could be wrong. Like I said, I've been studying no, college right. basketball 28 hours a day, but this is the first Canadian game canceled, right, in the Canadian bubble tonight? Yeah, and it's the first thing I thought of, too. I'm like, oh, no, not this division, too. Or really? Is it going to hit up there now? They only called it up for two guys on Montreal. Uh, Armia and somebody else, they had it. You know, I'm, I'm surprised yeah, they Kenny. canceled it for only two players, but I guess they're worried about run. But, uh, yeah, this is the first game in the Canadian division where someone had uh, – or, or they've had a canceled game because of COVID. So I'm, I'm hoping it's just, you know, isolated incident. Maybe these guys did something stupid or whatever, uh, and it's not going to be rampant. But uh, it's certainly a big concern here. The NHL is hoping, hoping that this game can be played tomorrow, Tuesday. Uh, tonight here uh, because if not apparently it's going to be a, a big time scheduling conflict because you're talking Montreal and Edmonton it's a long flight they don't want to have that that uh, flight going on later in the season especially if they have to make it up during that bye week they have before the playoffs start here so right now they're hoping it can be played tomorrow but it's, it's far from written in stone I'll tell you what right now, and it's funny, George, because I remember it was probably about a month ago or something, three weeks ago or a month ago, I said to you, I said, man, we're nearly halfway through the season already. But some teams were at 22, 23 games when I said that, and some other teams were at 14. But we really are getting there right now, Kurtz, right? I mean, look, Tampa's played 31, Carolina 31, uh, Florida 31. Uh, Columbus have played 33 games. So we're cruising along. The Islanders have played 33 games. And there's only 56 games in the regular season. So these games are starting to count now for real. The, you know, the playoff, the playoff, the standings are counting now, aren't they, George, in these games? These games, like, are important. They are. You mentioned only Dallas has played exactly five, uh, half the season. Everyone else is more than half the season now. These wins are all big because if you lose, they're selling your division. All division games, they won. They're moving ahead of you. And even Dallas is starting to catch up. They played 28. More recurrence on the other side. To be honest, we should come with a warning label. Caution. 24-hour sports talk. Mild addiction. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Believe it or not, you can listen too much to us. I mean, it's possible. Get to know your family again. Did you know your wife cries herself to sleep every night? That's what she told us. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Nobody wants to hear the nonsensical ravings of a loudmouth malcontent. Yeah, we'll suck it. Too bad, because here we are. I am Marinci. We're throwing it down. I am the loudmouth malcontent. 
what George Kurtz said earlier, I don't know, I remember like before, every time Kurtz joined us, something would happen. There was always an adventure, but Kurtz used to join us on Tuesdays, and I remember it was like every Tuesday. We've had pretty smooth, uh, it's been a smooth operation. Um, I don't know, something shut down or a bolt of lightning hit something, I don't know, but every, everything's cool now. Yet, Kurtz, it doesn't end. I smell like a fire now. <laughs> so I'm, lo- I'm looking around. I'm like, man, it really smells like something's burning. I'm looking around. I'm like, well, no alarms have gone off yet. And it's happened to me, Kurtz, before. When you've done a radio show live for 19 years, bro, it's bound to happen. It happened to me. Well, it happened only once, surprise. It's happened more than once. Like alarms have gone off, but it's false alarm and they stop it. You know, I remember in Studio 34, New York, it was always something, man, going off. But, like, um, I had, like, a fire alarm. Really, there was a fire once in a radio studio in a dentist office below me. And I kept doing the show during the fire. And the fire department flipped out. And I, I you know, the, my producer, the, the kid that was answering the phones during the show, he left because there was a fire. And I fired him during the show. Because I said, you can't abandon your post. This is like the Titanic. I said, we have to report on the fire. That's our job. <laughs> and uh, so he split. I stayed in the studio during the fire. And um, I didn't really think there was a fire. I'm not that dumb. I didn't think. I was like, whatever. Like, is there really a fire? Or is there just an alarm going off? And um, lo and behold, there was a fire in like a dentist office below me. And the, the firemen told me, they're like, dude, you're an idiot. They're like, you know how flammable a dentist office is? <laughs> like, they're like, you're right above it. They're like, it's right below you, man. And they're like, what the hell? Oh, yeah, I had a meeting with HR the next day, bro. The kid didn't get fired. The, he cried, oh, I got fired because I left during a fire. But, hey, I'm hardcore, Kurtz. So if you hear an alarm go off, don't be shocked, all right? It, it's happened a few times, actually, but... Um, don't be don't be shocked if an alarm goes off. We'll just keep rocking through this. So, um, Kurtz, I want to bring up uh, with you here the um, the NHL playoffs. So there, we're not all that far off right now, and the Canadian border is not open. And I'm telling you what, they they're they're not going to have NHL playoffs in Canada, bro. Like, the Boston Bruins aren't playing the Toronto Maple Leafs type thing in Toronto. I know Batman sort of has been passing the puck, you know, so to speak, on this, saying, well, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. We're starting to get to the point where, well, we're going to have to see what happens. And you can't make the Canadian team play all the games on the road, bro. You're going to have to play the Final Four in a neutral venue, George. What do you think? Yeah, this is unfortunate. Uh, it just makes very little sense to me. I don't understand why they can't do it now. All these players are tested. So what are you worried about? I know. What are you worried about? They're tested all the time. So it doesn't make... I know you know, but I don't understand what uh, what's wrong here. You know, so the hockey being the national game in Canada, it, does, it makes very little sense to me. I think it's going to affect the, the trade deadline as well. You know, Gabe, you're the Good GM point. of uh, Good I don't know, point. Toronto. Wow. Great do you want point. to acquire a player at the SIP for two weeks? I mean, that's nuts. It's just nuts. It's not fair. Uh, now, the good news is, I guess, well, the first two weeks you're playing in Canada anyway, right? You're playing inside your own division. I think the playoffs start the second week in May, so you're talking mid-June now is probably where you're looking. Hopefully, they'll open things up, but I don't think they will, like they you said. Won't. We've heard many they different won't. scenarios. I think your bubble is, uh, is fair, but we've also heard 
that they, they they won't play well they'll play on the road but not let's just say for giggles Toronto has to play the Islanders in the third round of the playoffs they won't play seven games at the Coliseum they would play you know the Islanders would get their home games at the Coliseum and Toronto would have their home games uh, in New Jersey in Buffalo at the Devils facility yeah. or at the Garden yeah, something like that but they're gonna have to Buffalo. come up with something <laughs> Buffalo Buffalo yeah right Buffalo <laughs> would make more play. sense correct correct yes yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right across the border. Because you're right, the U.S., because that's where we're at right now. Biden, you know, they got to open up the border. They want to do it in May. Canada's behind. I think they're shooting for July 4th. I know the Blue Jays don't think they're going to be able to play until August. That's when they think the teams will be able to travel in August. So, like, that's like the Blue Jays sort of have, like, August 17th or something circled as a return to Toronto day. Uh, but, dude, it's destroyed the Toronto Raptors. And it's a good point. Like, look, look. think if you're the Leafs, bro. The Leafs haven't won a cup since 1967. Imagine they get to the freaking cup and people in Toronto can't even see the games because they got to play in Buffalo. <laughs> well, that, it's, that crazy. Would be, it's crazy. That would be... I sort of understand it, Gabe, for uh, for baseball. Okay, because you, do you really want to? Even though they're all tested, but do you really want a whole group of uh, different players and different team uh, personnel coming in every ten days on a homestand, whatever it might be, every uh, you know, every series? Nah, I get that. I, get I it. would get it for basketballers too. For, for for hockey, you're playing inside the division. Well, I don't understand why they can't make a thing. All right, listen, the trades are fine. They'll be tested. You want to quarantine them for a couple of days? Fine, but uh, I don't well, see how about why that, anything further that? than that. It's a great point that you raise as far as the trade deadline. I never thought about that. It's a great call. That what's the guy's name that uh, got traded from Columbus for Patrick Lane? Uh, they the the what Dubois? What's his name? Dubois. Yeah, Pierre Luc Dubois. Yeah, Dubois. So George, he's from Winnipeg. Okay. He's actually from Winnipeg. Like believe it or not. So you know he's a French kid. He's, he's from Winnipeg. And he gets traded back home from Columbus to Winnipeg. He gets tested every day, every second day as an NHL hockey player. He had to be wait 14 days in quarantine when he got back, as you stated. Like, why? Like, we know he's tested. Like, you know what I mean? Like, give him a test and after 72 hours, say, well, listen, we tested him three days in a row. He's good to go. Right? Like, it's ridiculous. And another thing, like, look at Canada, George. Another thing is... They have the little Canadian bubble. How come there's no fans allowed at the Canadian games in a Canadian bubble? Like 2,000 fans, 1,500 fans, hell, 500 fans. Dude, even the March Madness only had 500 fans in a few games. They're like, the arena's small, they only let 500 people in this venue. And it's still, but like, you know what I mean? Like Canada's just been like in shutdown mode and it's gonna, it's gonna burn them. It's destroyed the Raptors. The Raptors have never defended the title properly. They've never been back home. Now players are going to get traded. It's a complete disaster playing in Tampa. And what do you think about the Jays? Baseball is different, in, in my opinion, George, in that there's real no big home advantage in baseball, George, in my opinion. So I don't think it hurts the Jays as much playing in Florida as it does an NBA team. What do you think about that? Because the Jays are playing in Florida, too. Well, technically, the Jays are playing at their at a home facility, right? It's spring training, but it is their home facility, so there is some comfort there. What I worry about with the uh, Jays is not so much, you know, the, the stadium, but there's a reason why in Florida you always play indoors. You're gonna play in that heat that, yeah. over the summer, over and over and over again. I imagine they're gonna have a lot of night games, which is fine. You'll take away some of the uh, problems, but still, yeah, yeah. the humidity down there—it's hot. 
I go down there all the time. I got family there. It's hot. So that's my worry about four of the Jays. That sure you can survive for a couple of months. And you know, if they get in there in August, uh, at least you miss July's gonna be death. So I, I think they'll wear down. I think they'll wilt. I think that's when the pitching. I don't think they'll be able to handle that over and over and over again. That's my biggest worry. Not so much the stadium. You know, I think they'll be fine because they're used to that. It's not the fair, heat. but they're yeah. used to that. But the heat. And I wonder, you know, wouldn't it be smart for them at some point? You want to play in Florida in April? May, even June, but then go to Buffalo. If you, if you go to Buffalo yeah, for July yeah. and August till you get back to Toronto and you play in that coolness, that's what I would want to do if I was the Jays. I, I can't disagree, George. You're raising very good points. Okay, because you're right. They, it'll be exhausting. The heat, the MLS played in Orlando, bro, in the summer last year in that tournament during the pandemic. And yeah, it was like 120 degrees, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they had to stop games for water breaks. It was like out of control. Like, players were collapsing practically. And you're right, man. Baseball uniforms are hot, man. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is not a thin guy, bro. Imagine him out there with his dreadlocks sweating and his uniform. And, like, he's going to be dying out there. Man, that's brutal. Because that's why they built a dome in Texas right now. And they got a dome in Tampa, etc. It's a good point, George. But it's going to catch up to them. And the Blue Jays kind of do have a home field advantage, too, at the Rogers Center. Like, they do get 35,000 people a game. They are loud. Blue Jay fans do get hammered and stuff. Um, so, base. How many days till starting day, Joe? Opening day. You would know. You're you're the baseball freak. I love the game too, but I'm in the basketball mode. How, when, when's one's opening day? Next Thursday. Next Thursday, April Fool's Day. So, what are we? Uh, been eight, wow. eight or nine days, depending on where you are. Yeah, so we're we're almost there. Well, the weather is changing. April first. Huh? It's still cool at night, but every day is nice. So next Thursday, Gabe. Wow. So ne- next week we're playing baseball. Hope springs eternal, huh? It's actually later this year than you. Sometimes they do it in a little, little bit more late March. April 1st uh, is a little later than usual, which is, I think is a good thing, of course, because I'll tell you, man, I've been to football games. Believe it or not, I, I do leave the house every now and then. And you, know, you, you expect that kind of cold weather for a football game, so you're geared up for it, you're fine. But you go to an April baseball game at the stadium, and it's like 30 degrees. I'd pay $50 for a hot chocolate. I'm so freaking cold. It's like, give me, it's like I'm getting, I've been to opening day where I couldn't wait to get out of there because I was freezing several body parts off. That's a good point. So like the Yankees are playing the Blue Jays, speaking of which. The Blue Jays uh, at Yankees. And as you mentioned, it's a good call, George, about the vaccination, too. Like, I know that, like, for the Knicks in Brooklyn, you're not, you don't get in unless you've been vaccinated, right? So that's part of the requisite. Like, you have to have been vaccinated, and then you're lucky to get into one of the 2,500 people or whatnot. Uh, I guess that's the policy in the state of New York. I, I'm not saying it's that way everywhere, but they're on the East Coast, it's, it's pretty stringent, I know. It's going to be. So, they, yeah, the Blue Jays open up. At the Yankees next Thursday, 105 Eastern time. Uh, Cleveland at Detroit. Minnesota at Milwaukee. Baltimore at Boston. Pittsburgh at Chicago. Atlanta at Philadelphia. L.A. Dodgers at Colorado. St. Louis Cardinals at the Reds. Texas Rangers at Kansas City. Arizona at San Diego. Tampa Bay at Miami. Mets at Washington. White Sox at the Angels, uh, Houston Astros and the Oakland Athletics, and of course the San Francisco Giants. I nearly called them the 49ers. I was thinking football. San Francisco. 
San Francisco Giants. They're going to suck this year, aren't they, George? Oh, that that division. I mean, let's face it, it's the Dodgers, it's the Padres, and then everybody else. I mean, I'm I'm I am looking so forward to seeing the Dodgers and Padres go off against each other with all that talent both both teams have. But after that. Uh, I mean, San Fran might be the third best team if you want to go that way and you know, be out a little optimist. Colorado's terrible. I mean, they are terrible. Uh, and Arizona, I guess they could be the third best team too, but they're not, nobody's competing with those two teams. It's going to be an ugly division. It's going to be extremely top-heavy. Are you playing any baseball futures? Win totals, team totals? Um, you know, we'll get into it next week. You know, like for people you want to bet. I called the Cy Young last year with Bieber, actually. Um... You know, we get into the Cy Young and all that type of stuff, but uh, what? How, you know, we've only got thirty seconds for this break. But have you, are you playing baseball futures? Some, but not much money, Gabe. I don't like tying my money up. And with COVID, you don't know who's going to get hurt, who's going to be out. So it's very dangerous this year. I know it's too bad because I sort of like playing win totals and stuff, but and still, the the pandemic is still here. It's not going away. Bring it. More of a Kurtz on the other side. Relax. You don't have to actually play these sports. Just know about them. Keep it here. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Working hard 24 hours a day to give you your USRDA of the winning edge. Everything a growing boy needs. Sit up straight. Get it right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Late night anger management class. Couple of more minutes uh, with George Kurtz. Countdown to uh, first pitch is on. Wow. Next Thursday, huh? That's amazing. Next next Thursday. So another sport in a rotation, which means summertime is rapidly approaching, man. And um, means we've got uh, the playoffs around the corner, both NBA and NHL. So as you were stating, George, it's too bad because, you know, I'm looking at some of these win totals with baseball, and I like them. But, you know, I've done it before. And you know what? I'll be honest. This is one of those deals where, you know, if you have a lot of money and you can just sort of forget about it. But I used to bet this stuff on credit, right? That that was my big thing. <laughs> like basically, whatever. Like I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to use the credit account for. Um, I'm going to use the credit account for like futures. And then, you know what, like six months later, it would be that Sunday night football. And I'd be like, oh, my God, my account is like plus $8,000 or minus $8,000 because of all those futures I forgot about type of thing. But those were the old days. Now you got to put your money on the table here first. And I don't want to put like $5,000 in baseball futures and have to wait six months, George. 
No, I don't like tying my money up either. Especially not. I mean, I like it. I don't mind in football. Maybe because the season's quicker. I mean, football goes by in a flash, right? Season's done. Oh yeah, it's only but 16 I, uh, weeks. I, maybe I have more luck there as well. But uh, if I was and I have put money, I don't think Baltimore's winning 63 and a half. I think they're terrible. Uh, that division's pretty good. <laughs> so I, I think they're just toast. I don't think they'll get there. Uh, so I have the under there. Uh, the White Sox, I think they're a good team. 91 wins. I think I don't know if they're that, quite that good. Shouldn't I got a small they, total for the under there as well, along with some others. Shouldn't they, George? And we've got to get out of here. But shouldn't they offer plus money on these all these futures like this? And I get it. They got to make money. Of course they but should. But make the numbers. Yeah, but make the numbers a little tougher then. Juice it a little bit and say, listen, it's plus 150, plus 200. Because then you can justify having your money sit there. It's not worth it for a minus 110 bet. Always a pleasure, George. Thanks for joining us. Rick Saratella, Level 3. Took you long enough to get here, Sporto. Now that you've found us, keep it right here for sports news you can use. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 